welcome to the Content Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Lucy Mowat, founder of Method Marketing. This week, I'm chatting to Lucy Woods, a freelance marketing communications consultant in Cambridge. We'll be discussing her experiences working with tech startups, covering a range of topics, including time and resource management, translating technical terminology, and how to create marketing ambassadors within your business. So if you're ready, grab your headphones and let's get started. Hi, Lucy. How are you? Yes, not too bad. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. How are things going for you? Yes, all well. Um, so it's the 7th of Jan, it's 8th of Jan today, but I'm still wishing people a happy new year, but I think that's okay. Yeah, it's um, the first proper week. Yeah, um, officially back. Um, so I was plugged in, officially back to work on Monday. Week's going good. Um, just, yeah, trying to get organised and as with every sort of New Year's resolutions and beginnings, it's starting as you mean to go on. Um, so that's my, that's my plan for the next few weeks. Great. Um, and for those people who are listening who maybe don't know who you are and what you do could you just give us a bit of an introduction yeah sure um so my name is lucy woods um i work in suffolk and cambridgeshire so i'm based in a town called Bury st edmunds um i'm a freelance marketing consultant um, and have been for the last sort of 18 19 months or so um i guess i started working on the tech circuit three years ago and that's where I met you um, in your previous role and yep. um, so I was marketing manager at Cambridge Wireless um, and that kind of spearheaded my work with uh, tech startups and more broadly SMEs um, with, within my uh, freelance role. Okay and so you have a fair amount of experience then with startups in that? Yeah I think so yeah so um, Cambridge Wireless and similar networking organisations um, who are focused on technology companies um brilliant grounding and insight into into the technology world and um, so predominantly they they are a community of tech startups smes um international companies massive variety of companies so chipset company uh, companies that create and manufacture the chips that go into your phones and hardware um, right through to the mobile network operators so as you can imagine some pretty global big big players there um, through to sort of fledgling startups and uh, third-party uh, support providers. So yeah, a massive range, uh, companies spanning IT, uh, smart cities, AI, machine learning. Um, so yeah, really good insight into the tech world. And I thought, right, I'm going to sort of take the step, go freelance. Um, and because it was so focused on networking and collaborating and these thought leaders sharing all of their insights um I'd managed to build up quite a few good connections that said well Lucy if you do take the jump um give me a call and and you know let's see if we can work together so that was brilliant um and that introduced me to tech startups and and, and people in that kind of ecosystem which is luckily and I'm very grateful has meant that I can build up my portfolio of companies and means that I can do freelance work which is great that's really exciting yeah no it's good um so there's there's been a variety of tech companies on the books um whether I just run through those with you to give you an idea yeah okay, um, that'd be great. so not predominantly tech but I guess just to showcase um experience so um, I did a brief stint with CUP, um, obviously massive reputation, I've been going a long time, um, multi-team organisation um, and I was just kind of drafted in to do 
social media support remit. So I was kind of a cog within their social media teams. So that was very interesting to work with a big company, very procedural led. Um, and seeing how they work, really interesting. Quite um, a, a miscellaneous role, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they grew and they were able to draft um, a role in-house, which is good for them. Um, and then I worked for um, Cambridge Startup, um, born in 2015, Cambridge University's okay. been out. Um, and they create kind of insanely technical um i won't go into the jargon because it is insane it's incredibly clever but they create insanely kind of revolutionary um technologies that essentially uh upgrades the capability of all gnss systems worldwide so satellites in the air okay um receivers and transmitters they take all of that and push out all the noise and all the waffle and make it precise and accurate um great so yeah, really interesting, incredibly technical. Um, and then another company that deals in co-working space focused for um, the freelance community, but also tech startups. So giving them um, a relatively cost-effective means of working with a growing team and providing them with business support. So kind of like um, an incubator um, to help them grow. So your experience is really varied, even in the time that you've been freelance yeah uh, which I think is good it's going to mean that I can better finesse my toolkit to help um, other startups and mm-hmm. um, yeah, as you say yeah working with tech startups um, more established companies and then the bigger companies so yeah really really exciting very varied um, and yeah coming across different challenges that they face in their their marketing pipeline yeah and you just sort of touched on my next question so typically what do you find that tech startups have challenges with especially when it comes to marketing so i guess um in my experience with tech startups um obviously the number one challenge is going to be funding so mm-hmm. um they're going to have a fantastic idea fantastic product fantastic service and they could be born from university um so yeah how do they get funding how do they get in front of their Uh, customers Mm -hmm. and I guess that's not a marketing challenge that's a business problem Um, and that can be more of an internal marketing challenge because typically clever technology people and they're building their team they might not be business development so they might not be well versed in standing up in front of investors and VCs and Mm -hmm. eloquently pitching what their technology is like they, they know it really well but to the layman and to perhaps to their customers, um, transcribing it and reflecting the use case for it well um, is, is really quite an art, I think. Um, so I think that's one of the challenges that a startup will face going through that process of fundraising, um, building their team. Again, not necessarily marketing challenge, but a business challenge, um, certainly in Cambridge. And I'm, I'm positive London as well um, the, the tech scene is incredibly competitive so um, how do you market your startup to be really attractive um, for, for people to want to either relocate and, and join you so Silicon Fen you know these tech startups are up against what well, we've got Apple there now Amazon Arm mm-hmm. so all of these 
non-startups that can offer pretty hefty packages um, and have a good reputation. Um, mm-hmm. So they're up against that. So um, yeah, one of the, one of the key challenges is creating a, an attractive culture and how do they promote their company perks to people that want to join. Um, and as you grow a team, you kind of evolve from this quirky fledgling startup into a a sensible adult scale up if you will Mm -hmm. um and yeah that that comes lots of challenges um so they go through these steps of fundraising and building a team and putting a nice office together um i guess another kind of challenge might be um covered recruitment um yeah again I'm going to say business challenges because sometimes they're not always marketing focused. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have to deal with, because they're a small team and take on lots of different roles. So they've got the sales enablement to, to think about. They've got their creative and their branding. What do they look like? Um, they've got your role to think about. So content marketing, how do mm-hmm. they pull everything together and put it in front of the right customer? And because B2B is such a different kettle of fish, um, market research is perhaps a, a bit more tricky and, and difficult to measure and track. Mm-hmm. Um, and for B2B companies, sometimes they are they create their product and they have their service and their, their goal is to hand it over to um, a middleman, if you will. So they mm-hmm. don't necessarily have control over how they might market that to the end consumer. Yeah. Um, so that's that's an interesting relationship um, and then you've got the international side so if your product and service is international and global um, your customers might be you know in mm. Korea um, China um, overseas so getting that kind of sales collateral really slick and smart and um, getting your white papers together and your pitch decks and making sure they look branded and, and smart and translated. And then you've got your sales team ready to go out and do the pitching. Um, yeah, that can be massively challenging um, and something which tech startups, um, some are great at, but some obviously need some support. So luckily there are um, incubators and support services. I mean, there are loads in Cambridge Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's great for the startups and then there's actually funding that startups can take advantage of so yeah a few a few challenges um, if they're a small team perhaps they've not got processes in place to collect relevant marketing data mm-hmm. and insights to help them um, carve out a better pipeline um, the content marketing challenges might be if they're a tech company their main focus is in the lab doing the great te- te- techie stuff um, mm-hmm. or doing the sales development, they might not think about what content is needed to attract their audience um, yeah. or what prospects who are maybe browsing their website or um, the type of content that would really interest them. So whether it yeah. be certain white papers on their products or services or, um, okay, so this is a great bit of tech, but what does it mean for the sports industry or what does it mean for the food industry? So it's kind of taking the, um, the demand and supply and, and wrapping up into a, a case study. 
and that's that's the the role of the content marketer um I don't know what you think to that and yeah I was going to ask uh, do you find in your experience that there's sometimes it's hard to remove the jargon <clears throat> that maybe yes. the teams themselves want to put in the technical features and the technical spec and as a marketer sometimes you have to go in and say well actually you know this might actually alienate people yeah and again that's expensive that's all part of um so you have a marketing strategy and you've got content marketing as part of that but do you have somebody in the team that can take all of that we're going to call it jargon because to, mm-hmm. to, to me even um it's incredibly like technical so yeah you have to put your you have to think would the end customer um appreciate that would even your audience because sometimes they mm-hmm. don't care about the jargon although it's a brilliant piece of technology they just care about what that means commercially um you know what's the roi impact of yeah. that so and getting people to write tech copy um mm-hmm. and turn that jargon into a really compelling piece of copy um that's a real craft so that's an extra expense if you don't yeah. have that resource in-house um, technical copywriting can be quite expensive like finding someone who can translate that technical terminology yeah and really time consuming as well mm-hmm. um so i guess it's it's for the marketing and the chief commercial officers they need to um appreciate that extra cost for mm-hmm. their marketing strategy going forward and then again not just tech startups but every company will have to justify that marketing expenditure um and probably one of the biggest challenges as well for tech startups is keeping their board and their investors happy um so they need to demonstrate that this lovely marketing pot of money is being well spent and they can justify it and that's again another marketing challenge is um making sure they've got all, the, all your data insights and all your correct channels set up and collating all the information. Mm. And if you're a small team, that can be really, really hard to do and, and achieve well. Do you have any tips for any, any business, as you say, for overcoming that um, re- challenge around return on investment for investors? Um, handle it? Yeah, so, so B2B, again, it will always depend on what resource you have in-house um, realistically how much money have you got in the pot to spend on marketing time um, so I'd always start small don't think that you have to be on every single channel mm-hmm. um, pick just a couple of channels and I think I've, I've heard you mention this in, in previous um, blogs but don't just don't lay yourself too thin um, mm-hmm because that will come through. So you'll, you will produce half-hearted content. Um, your social feeds will just look like a bot and it won't come across authentic. Um, and if you're in the B2B game, you don't need to labor too much over social media marketing anyway, because the real magic will happen in your networking, um, the sales meetings and having all of your sales collateral well-polished, which I think Mm. is like a two-pronged, you've got your sales and your marketing. So as long as they can marry together, um, that is where I would recommend that startups focus. Um, And also building a a good relationship with local press and Mm -hmm. um, your respective journos in that area and analysts. And yeah, get, get a good relationship with them, whether you do monthly breakfast meetings with them or drop them an email every every once and again and let them know the 
the juicy details about your company and the exciting things on the pipeline. Um, yeah, I, I always have a look at, um, so Mike Butcher is a renowned um, PR who um, set up TechCrunch. Mm-hmm. I think he's the founder, editor at large at TechCrunch. And he has got a really interesting blog about um, how the world of PR is changing and um, it's essentially dead and how tech startups need to change up the way that they pitch their products and services to, to journalists. So that's well worth looking at. It's um, a bit tongue in cheek and it's a bit heavy hitting, but it's good. I think it's what, what the industry okay. needs. Um, yes, yeah, so that's well worth checking out. I will out. do. I'm not aware of that column. So yeah, I'm definitely going to have a look. Yeah. Okay. And, and thinking about maybe prioritizing channels, do you have any recommendations about how they pick the channels that they create content for? Um, so I think founders and senior leadership teams will have a good understanding um, having gone through setting up their team or knowing their product um, they'll have put numerous business plans together because they'll have pitched to VCs to get the funding and they'll have probably gone through some kind of incubator courses you know set squared or tech nation or whoever run them Um, so they will have a great understanding of who the customer is and who they need to impress Mm-hmm. Um, of course they will because it's it's their service and it's it's their entrepreneurial knowing that has created the product or service so um, listening to them and just getting that information out of them sounds easy but asking the right questions um, and then yeah um, A and B testing so you can always trial out a couple of different channels maybe mm-hmm. trial out a inbound marketing um, platform um, again that might be a bit of time resource and expense to set up um, but you might want to get some processes in place and figure out okay we've had a lead coming from the website but then where does that go um, so trialing out different um, CRM systems it's it's labor intensive but if you find one that works for all of the team mm-hmm. um, that can be that can be well worth that time and cost investment Okay, great. And some businesses might sort of put marketing on a back burner, especially if they're sort of they are in the startup phase and think that maybe it's something to consider later. Do you think there are dangers in that in the putting it off? Yeah, I think that's slowly evolving. I would say I think um, no longer is marketing the first budget to slash and mm-hmm. um, roll to put at the bottom of the pile because they need people at the front end doing creating the tech and testing and and doing all of that good stuff and then selling it into the marketplace um but you need your marketing to create your sales collateral because you need like you said like we said earlier you need that jargon-free compelling copy um you need your brand to look attractive okay so it's not like the b2c market where when we're shopping um, it's not just about what something looks like, but we're more interested in aligning with the company's values. And Mm -hmm. if they've got, if the founders have got quirky morning routines and all of that stuff, um, we take an interest in that. Um, B2B obviously isn't like that, Um, but you've still got to get your, your company values, right. Your culture, right. And, and marketing plays an integral role in that. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, don't ignore it. Um, yeah, just 
bring it into into the the normal part of the, the business conversation in your Monday meetings or however your team gets together and you know talks through the challenges um, bring marketing into the conversation you know are, are you are we having problems recruiting um, that's a business and a marketing problem um, are we speaking to the right PRs and um, are we getting in front of our audience that's always going to be um, a marketing conversation to be had and that someone should be responsible for it that even if you know you don't have a dedicated person that someone has it in their minds yeah um so yeah they might not have a, a marketing role but certainly there should be some kind of ambassador within the company to make sure um the brand is um carried throughout the business um everything's on point so um marketing messaging in your recruitment um is on point um yeah, you've got, you've got to have somebody flying the flag for your, for your company. Mm. Um, otherwise, it just won't work. Yeah, it's, it's too easy, to put, as you say, to put it to the back burner or slash it rather than actually have someone yeah. responsible and focused on it. And creating templates and um, writing marketing copy, like it's, it's time consuming and often business owners and, and, and techies don't want to be I don't want to say burdened, but they don't mm. want to be too concerned with it because th- their time is a premium. So yeah. they, it's not their should, priority. Exactly that. Um, so yeah, if they can, if they're in a, in a position where they've secured funding and they can bring in marketing support um, or they've got somebody in house, whether it's, you know, the office manager that's got marketing background, then brilliant um, because they can help champion um culture and they can help weave out what content they might have in the pipeline and and help with recruitment efforts and all of that good stuff so yeah marketing ambassadors I think for 2020 could be an interesting goal for for some tech startups I like that phrase marketing ambassador yeah not not neglecting um kind of the marketing need yeah and and moving the focus maybe away from sales and to that slightly softer area yeah and building relationships with your potential clients and your audience because it must be i mean we know that it's exhausting um, yeah. for 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 entrepreneurs and founders so um their focus is in the lab or, or wherever it might be so they need that person to make sure um, the marketing actions are being ticked off yeah. um so that they can be rest assured and confident that their shiny fantastic product or service is then going to go through the relevant challenges looking the right way um, and ending up with their um, customers at the end of the day that's what it's all about ultimately selling selling their wares exactly. yeah that's 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 the challenge that's the goal um, and there might be some tech startups their end goal might be acquisition or mm-hmm. um, uh, growing and um, you know setting up other chapters internationally um, so marketing that to and reflecting that to VCs, investors, um, in, in my experience, that's all part of uh, the marketing story and narrative. Mm. Um, so there's lots of ways that it can, can play and feed into a, a tech startup. That's great. Which is great for people like me. Yeah. And for people like you, because mm-hmm. um, we are a cost-effective um, 
addition to a company and mm-hmm. we can we're flexible so hey I'm fl- really flying the flags here for <laughs> the, the, the marketing freelancers but um there's lots of us it's out true. there yeah there's lots of us out there and sometimes tech startups can't afford to pay um agency rates mm-hmm. um and this is where um kind of the gig economy can can step in and and support um these cool tech startups and help you grow ultimately yeah yeah exactly yeah so yeah so it's a nice sector to work in it is yeah it's innovative and different and you know you, you learn about new t- products and solutions that are coming to the market which is yeah. fascinating and i always think that people that work in tech certainly um founders and entrepreneurs and they're just a different breed of person um mm-hmm. because the tech is so innovative and it's just it's like wow um so and and to do that um and have the tenacity to get your product to market and um well not even that just you know get get the funding build mm-hmm. a team um it's yeah it's crazy stuff but yeah so it's exciting to work with these type of people yeah and it's kind of invigorating you come away from them feeling like wow yes we should do this we should yeah do definitely yeah yeah no it's good i haven't find that you get caught up in their enthusiasm yeah and then it's a bit of a come down you leave the meeting and it's like you've got all, all this all this yeah. high and it's like oh right oh got, got to go write a blog now but that's it. <laughs> yeah. you're buzzing so it helps it's like your it's like your fuel yeah um yeah, and Cambridge, I'm not, although I'm not based in Cambridge, I have um, a sprinkling of, of clients in Cambridge. So that's a nice ecosystem to work in. Yeah, it is. Um, obviously, I've seen you over at the Bradfield Centre. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a nice place to work. It's lovely but, over there. Yeah, um, nice ambiance. So it's nice to take the, take the laptop and plug in there and um, yeah, get some hours done in, in these types of places. Mm-hmm. Surrounded by inspiring people. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice way to work. It is. Yeah, I love it over there. Do you work in all over? I guess you're like me and you go where? Yeah, flexible, really. Yeah. So I've got um, a client in Cambridge, a couple in London, a few in Norwich. So yeah, sort of mainly in the East. Good to suss out different work. Just aside from the the tech thing that we're talking about, Mm. it's always good to understand where's good to work in Norwich and what yeah. that scene is like um yeah so one of my goals for, for this year is to put in the diary maybe once a quarter go and work in Norwich suss out yeah. from Lucy where is good <laughs> I'll be asking okay. where, where's good to go um White um St James they don't have shared office space anymore okay but I am a big fan of Centrum on the Science Park okay so that's a science related area yeah but they have a lovely building where you can go and sit and drink coffee and work so i'm okay. a big fan of that so that's my goal yes yeah. that's out different places go to different places um and that's just all part of my own needing to network mm. get out there and it's content generation as well isn't it so also it's just too easy to sit at home behind your laptop yeah getting into a boring routine need to change it up for 2020 so that's the plan Cool. Sounds very exciting. Yeah. Ask me again in a few months and hopefully I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> yes, I've got a date in the diary. I'm off to wherever it might be. Well, if people <laughs> want to find out more about you, where can they find out more? Um, so I've got a website um, and I'm trying to be more active on socials. Um, so I'm 
fortunate that I'm busy at the moment, so I'm, I'm not taking too much attention and time on my own marketing, but I know that's, I'm a hypocrite. I need to, <laughs> not, not, I need to not put that on the back burner. And we all do that. Yeah. So I need to focus on that. Um, so I've, yeah, I'm, I've got an Instagram channel again, I'm more B2B, so I'm not going to find many mm -hmm. prospects through that. Um, but it's more kind of a, a tool to chat with fellow peers and fellow freelancers like yourself and mm -hmm. find out what others are up to. Um, so yeah, I'm and LinkedIn, so you can, uh, search me on LinkedIn, Lucy Woods. And your website address was? Uh, lucywoods.com oh lucywoods.com yeah very very original <laughs> hey it does what it says it's yeah. you it's your website it's, it's my name yeah so um <laughs> yes if anybody needs marketing support um i would yeah gladly assist where i can um and similarly people should hit you up lucy as well oh, if they need thanks. content marketing support um so as that's your that's your specialty yes yeah okay, great well, have a lovely day. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. It's been brilliant. Thanks, Lucy. Thank you.